I'm Brandon. Hey everyone, it's Jimmy. And we are bringing you a very special edition of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. But today, we're not going to talk Batman the Animated Series. That's so weird, because that's what this podcast... Is it podcast broken? Yeah, well, we also told people we weren't going to be back for a while, but hey, here we are, and it's only... Uh, I guess this is coming out in early July. Um, Maybe we can travel back to three or four weeks ago and change that we said that so we don't look like... But then if you do that, I will I will definitely look like Ryan Gosling. Who knows what might happen? Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I, that's the first name that came to mind. Maybe I'm thinking a little highly of myself. But anyway, we decided to come back for a special podcast. We want to talk about the new movie, The Flash, which has a certain Dark Knight or two, or, or maybe even three, uh, in the movie itself. Uh, we're kind of, we're jumping without a net today. We don't really have a lot of notes. We're just going to kind of shoot the crap, as you will, and talk about our thoughts of the new movie, The Flash. Yeah, because we've talked so much about this in our uh, our news segments over the past uh, year. For better or for worse. Maybe more than More years. than that, because remember, we announced over a year ago that that the movie got pushed back. Oh my god! And of course, there's all the Ezra Miller of it all, which we will definitely, definitely discuss very soon. We'll get into all that. So much to talk about when it comes to this movie. So, Jimmy... What did you think of the Flash? That's such a that's such a loaded it's question. Such a loaded question. It's, it's, it's such a loaded movie. Like there is a lot going on. There's a lot to kind of decipher here. Because um, it's not we... it's not just the movie. It's like everything around the movie. It's the lead up, which we've talked about, but no. that has a lot to do with the movie. Yeah. Uh, and since it's came out, there's been so much to kind of talk about the the um, reception yeah. of it and certain announcements. So there's there's a lot. It's not just the movie. It's so much else. And I'm going to go ahead and state this right now. We will be getting into spoiler territory. So if you have not watched The Flash yet, please put this on pause. Go see The Flash and then listen to this podcast because we are going to talk about everything that happens in The Flash, including certain very big surprises. Honestly, your time is running out to see this movie or maybe see anything DC related <laughs> from that company. So why don't you run out and see these things as quickly as possible? Because there could be a fire sale at any moment. <laughs> or, you know, watch it on max in like 40 days or if, if like that. that's even there maybe oh, it will be there it's just it'll be there but streaming's so weird didn't they right announce now. that they're selling like a lot of music rights too and and i don't every, know every, i don't know that everything must go when it comes to when it comes to hbo and max and well all the streamers Warner are Brothers. kind of merging right now that's like true. hulu and disney are becoming a thing paramount plus and Sh and showtime's becoming a thing I think they are all realizing that they're not making as much money as they thought they would. Yep. They might have put up a little too much uh, original content. I don't know. There's, And, of course, you have the uh, writer strike going on right now, too, which mainly has to do with streaming rights. Mm -hmm. So that's not going to make anything easier. But speaking of easy, this plot of Flash, not easy at all. Jimmy, what did you think of the story of Flash in and of itself, like the whole Flashpoint storyline? Uh, well, again, I don't know much about uh, what this is. There's, I know there's a Flashpoint story in the comics, so I'm not... Which I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. Brandon, we don't talk yeah. about that. Uh, but I love time travel stories. I love traveling back uh, and changing things. Uh, so I, uh, I'm i coming to Easy Mark for that. Yeah. Um, I loved all that stuff in, in the movie. Generally, I like this movie. Um, I do, too. I do, too. Quite a bit. Um, it's far from perfect, that's, the, but... The biggest crime a movie can be for me is just sort of bland. Yeah. 
and conventional. And this is me jumping right to it. Ten minutes into this movie, The Flash catches a baby in a microwave. Uh, he, <laughs> um, and he catches a bunch of babies. A too. bunch of babies. There's nothing conventional. That was when I was like, I was thinking of like Tom Cruise and Stephen King giving these glowing reviews. And I was like, I don't know if There's I buy no it. They, I don't know if I buy paid, it. They were paid off. They it had just, to be. It just seems where I, I loved that, but that's not for everyone. And I, I and I, I like understand that. So they, like, I think they saw the projections and saw that they weren't going to get the big money in that first weekend that they thought they might get. So I, th- I think they paid off all these uh, actors and, you know, influencing type people to be like, hey, The Flash is the best movie I've ever seen. And they probably did let them watch the movie and they probably did think it was okay. But I, I feel like there was, I feel like they got their pockets a little bit more full. If. Stephen King's kind of a dick, though. Like, I can't see him like going along with that. Maybe they just saw portions. I, I, I do tend to think that these people did like the movie, but if you're, you're a Hollywood person, you're going to play along. Like Tom Cruise is going to play along. Yeah, yeah. And he knows somebody. Um, so I, I, I believe it. I just, as I was watching, I was like, people, everyone loved this. I was surprised James Gunn loved it. No, I, I, I can believe Gunn would like babies being caught in microwaves. Well, like, that, yeah. Like that. This kind of, I can see why. And of course, he. Uh, after this movie came out, he immediately, they announced that uh, Andy Muschietti, at Muschietti, that's what it is, right? I can't pronounce it, but I think that's right. He's directing Brave and the Bold, and that makes sense. Which like, is the next upcoming Batman movie. I can see Gunn. I, I believe, I totally believe Gunn loved this movie. I because I that- loved it probably for the same reason. I wouldn't say I loved it. But he loves it for the reasons I really, really like it. And that it's kind of weird. It's very weird. And kind of off, it kind of off-putting at times. And it's not for everyone. So really... The box office doesn't really surprise me. I gotta be honest. Oh, it, does, yeah. it does in a way because like the Keaton of it all didn't work at all for the marketing. Yeah, um, and I'm surprised by that actually. Yeah, I was, for those that don't know, the first week it only made uh, 55 million, which I mean that's a lot of money to me and you. But for studios, that uh, how much money we spent on this movie? 400 million. After like reshoots, probably. Um, so 55 in your first weekend, which is always, you know, usually your best weekend, unless you're like Titanic. Uh, that the trajectory for making money on this movie is not good, especially uh, we're recording this during the second weekend of Flash, and they just announced a couple hours ago that it's going to make only 15.3 million this week it's number three at the box office uh spider-man's number one again colossal drop uh yeah 73 percent drop uh why why do you think uh why do you think it's not making the money and why do you think the big drop uh i mean i think it's all it's not one reason it's like a whole bunch of reasons you think um, ezra miller has anything to do i think with ezra it? miller has something to do with it but i don't i don't think that normal normal joe punch clock knows anything about that yeah um i just think movies are expensive to go see and they're like well we can watch it when it's streaming um some people fans are probably upset about the cavil of it all that the, the, the changes the, the gun of it um, there's a lot of politics, I think, going around with this as far as people who don't want to go see these movies. Also, do you, do you think uh, the fact that it's just a Flash movie kind of yeah. hurt it too? Uh, you, you've, yeah. had, you've had nine years of Flash on CW, but he, it, also he doesn't really have the name recognition of, as a Batman or Superman. Yeah, it's part of it. People just see the Flash and they're like, "Well, I don't know what that is." Well, I, I don't, I don't watch the CW show, so it, why should I watch that show? That yeah, movie. and then some people who probably were really into the Keaton of it all are just like, "Well, I love Michael Keaton, but I don't want to see him in a, I, I don't want to see him in this movie. I want to see him in his own movie." Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a, a Burtony movie. Which yeah, a Burtony movie. Which talk about that. This is not 
that at all. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's one everyone's just like, well, I know what it is. And it's like, it's probably all those things. It's it's a bunch of things. And movies now are underperforming. Like, everything is underperforming. I mean, the world's different since yeah. COVID. Cause people don't want to sit in theaters that often. And also, I think one big thing is, you know, that first weekend – all the hardcores are going to want to see it because they, they want to stay away from spoilers. Mm-hmm. That uh, Me and Jimmy went to the first showing on the Thursday before it came out just so we, we could avoid spoilers. I think Jimmy even took off work early. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, like us, we're going to see it the, that, uh, that first weekend. Uh, I think a big problem is now, since COVID, you don't have a lot of repeat viewings from people. Which is like when Endgame came out, I saw that like five times in theaters. When Iron Man came out, I saw that six times. Avengers, I think I saw that five times. It's just uh, people don't go back to the theater as much anymore for a second time around. And that's usually how movies, I think, make money because you have people that come in and they see it multiple times. It has to be an event like yeah. like Top Gun was and like The Last Avatar was. These movies, the, the tra- Transformers, um, probably indie will be the same. The Flash, like they were all concocted like before or during COVID and they're, na- they're out now, but the world's just different. And people are like, I've seen Transformers or I can, we, it's like that thing, we, you, honey, you have Transformers at home. No. Uh, we're not going to go out and watch Transformers or watch another. They're but, they're streaming. You but G.I. Joe's getting involved now with Transformers. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, that, that, that let's see if that happens. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. And the same thing, I mean, The Rock can't even bring people to movies anymore. Although although Black Adam did much better than, than The Flash. Which is doing. surprising to me. Yeah. Very, very surprised me. I honestly thought it would have a bigger first weekend. I, yeah, I did too. The, the drop didn't really surprise me too much. I thought there might be a drop because there's a lot going on in this movie. And if you're not like really like well-versed in a lot of the stuff, it could be like, okay, what's going on here? Um, I, I feel like movies are more tar- targeting me and Jimmy than the masses currently when it comes to like superhero oh, movies. Oh, yeah. There's stuff in this movie that... I, people are just going to be like, what? Why is, yeah. is that who I think? Why is he there? And like you and I know. Yeah, yeah. But most people don't know. Most people don't know why Nicolas Cage is on screen as Superman. They don't understand yeah. that. Oh, that that um, is the deepest cut of all. It's which, a very deep cut. Which, which I do want to I want to shelve the cameos for later because I okay, want to really we'll to d- dive into each cameo. But but yeah, that's exactly it. That, that is, for those that don't know... Back in the 90s, there was going to be a movie, was it called Superman Lives? Yeah. And um, Nick Cage was supposed to be uh, Superman, and John Peters wanted this big scene where Superman fights a huge spider. And they recreated it in the movie. That's awesome for, like, the, less, what, like, 5% maybe, of, maybe yeah. even less than that of your viewers that know that? Because even, like, hardcore, a lot of... Uh, big comic nerds did not understand that at all. They were just like, "Oh, Nick Cage is Superman," and like that's just how deep of a cut their, that whole cameo was, and what was going on in that cameo as well. I saw a lot of talk on Twitter and people who were just like, "Why? Why was that? Why was that even?" Like they don't. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes they think that like the online chatter is bigger. Like yeah. th- those are those are real people. Yeah, they're they're the vocal minority. They, they really yes, are. They're vocal, like, but they're the minority. Exactly, and like something like that. Um, there's references to Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future, which is just that, like yeah. most people are just like what? And I was like, whoa! I had to explain that to my dad. Yeah, and my dad. I, yeah, totally. obviously way older than me <laughs> because he's my dad, but also a huge Back to the Future fan. Sure. He did not know that. A small segment of the internet knows that, but yeah. some people think that's a big yeah. segment. Like, but it's not. 
It's yeah. not. You have to explain that to mom and dad and Aunt Susie. Um, they're just there to watch a movie with Batman's in it. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. It goes a little. And that can be. I think that's why Gunn liked it because that Gunn is one of us in a way. Yeah. Uh, so he gets that. St- I mean, he loves Howard the Duck. Like he he gets that. Um, so I, I can understand why he loved it because some of it is like very. It's like one percent kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and don't get me wrong. Me and Jimmy are part of you know that fandom, but that's not going to make money on your movie. No, unfortunately. So uh, tell me uh, a little bit more about the story in general. Uh, story. And what you so, thought. Uh, let me just break down the yeah, plot yeah, as I remember it. Basically a synopsis in a way, but a lot less looser than usual. Okay, where, uh, well, Bally, Barry, <laughs> Bally Allen, Barry <laughs> Allen is the Flash. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to go back in time, or I'm going to run real fast and go back in time because in an earlier movie that I don't even think, no, there was in, another in, in, movie. in a movie that didn't even really didn't even come out, like the Justice League's extended cut, he kind of goes back in time, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, and he also meets a character who we see in this movie, but if you didn't watch that cut, then you wouldn't know who that character is. Oh yeah, Iris Allen. That yeah. is uh, Barry Allen's love, which they did nothing with her in the movie. Which oh, they that did, was actually a big complaint. They I didn't. Had. They did nothing with because the. Uh, I mean, the relationship of Iris and Barry's great, but if you're not gonna, get, if you're gonna have Iris on there and basically be, have her be window dressing, just don't put her in there at all. They could have cut that. Out. I bet there was so much more that was on the and, cutting room floor. And she was uh, let go years ago from the Flash movie. Did you know about that? Because they had filmed her for the Snyder Cut, for the original Just League, and of course, we all know what happened. Uh-huh. Joss Whedon took over, a lot of stuff was cut, and her scene was cut, that's why it showed up in the Snyder Cut. But she, uh, but they were going to hire, they were set to hire a new Iris actress for the Flash I movie. I do remember this, actually. And what is her plot function in this? In the there's film? nothing, there's nothing, she's just there. And then She's doing the, a story on him, maybe, but then she's not. No, yeah, because he, because... As you said, he goes back in time. So for those that don't know, don't know Flash's origin story, well, as of 2008, when they changed it up, uh, Bear, uh, as a kid, Barry's mom was murdered. Um, and Barry's dad was framed for her murder, even though he knew that didn't happen. There was a speedster that murdered his mom, but he couldn't, he couldn't prove it. In the comics, we find out it's... Uh, Ibarth Thawne, a.k.a. the Reverse Flash, uh, Professor Zim, whatever you want to call him, which we don't go to, into any of that The movie doesn't touch on any of that, don't right? talk. We don't, we don't touch on who actually did murder her okay, in the movie, I didn't remember that. I thought was an odd choice, but um, it's actually touched on heavily in the uh, CW show. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting because I thought they would at least kind of like have a hint of something for, you know, a potential sequel or whatever. Right. But anyway, they could have cut that. But but anyway, in this movie, Barry Allen uh, finds out that he can go back in time. So he goes back in time and he wants to save his mom's life. uh, And the way he does that is by going to the grocery. I like how simple it was. Yeah, he because just he just put a can of, uh, of tomatoes, tomato sauce in the in the carriage. Yeah, because his dad went to get tomatoes because it was forgotten at the grocery, and when he his dad came back from the grocery, the the mom was murdered. I love that it was a very mundane thing he went back and did. Yeah, yeah, and that, that changed I that everything. I, I really like that kind and of. And I like stuff. how they changed the thing at the end with it too, which yeah, we'll get to. I like butterfly um, effect kind of stuff. That's just like change. One little thing can change giant. You know, suddenly Zah, Zah, it's back. You know, it's, it's a whole big thing. So Barry makes a change to the timeline, but it does uh, a murder to the timeline essentially. Uh, 
explain that to me how like so much changes when you change something so minute well I, I i can't because this is all just that's made up this where, is just made that's up where little, that's where it gets a little confusing for me that that's fine for me because i like that kind of like you're not it's like when that episode of the simpsons where homer keeps going back in time mm. and like he, a toaster sends him back mm. in time and like he's he sits on a fish and like he goes back forward and like the, it's raining donuts yeah like it doesn't really matter but that's it's fun i could see how your brain would go well how did that yeah how did how did everybody change you want to connect the dots look? how like, did how did Ben Affleck become Michael Keaton. I thought it would just be like, oh, we're from the multiverse. It's I guess that's how Marvel has trained our minds lately. But yeah, it, everybody changed because of time travel, apparently. Yeah, well, they they do have uh, Michael Keaton bring, say the world more multiverse. Yeah, um, but so that is in there if you if you want to and, cling to that. Well, and, the idea is when you change time, you create your own multiverse or something like yeah. that. Uh, Endgame sort of it goes in a. It's as Doc Brown would say, it spews into this tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it creates multiple. Like this is like the Endgame thing where it creates multiple timelines and not just one timeline like the Back to the Future. That's like one to- one yeah. interrupting timeline. Kind Starring of Eric Stoltz. Starring Eric Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> the guy had a tattoo. He had a tattoo yeah. of Eric Stoltz. That's that was really cool. And the guy he's referring cool. to is the roommate of the of eighteen year old eighteen year old Barry Allen, who's he uh, who who current Barry Barry Allen ends up going to see. Did he get, was he stuck in time? What what happened there? Like why would why was he at that particular point in time? Um, well, he went back to, well, he would get knocked, uh, the evil, evil flash, I was about to say evil ash, evil flash knocked him out of the loop or whatever. He just fell into that, okay, okay, into yeah. that particular, I didn't remember that. And, and you know, cause they had to drop him right where it gets interesting mm-hmm. and it gets interesting when Zod yes. comes, Zod takes over. So you go back to the beginning you're, of the timeline. You're back in 2013 when Zod yeah, when the movie took started. over, but now in this world, uh, we think Superman is being, held captive by the army, which is actually what happens in the actual Flashpoint comic for the record, which is really cool. But we find out that it's not really him that's captured by the army. It's uh, his cousin, Karzara. You know what would have been cool? And I know why they had to do this. Would have been cool if you went into this movie and didn't know that. Yeah, it would have been really cool. And I know they had to because like she ended up being the one person doing the interviews because Keaton doesn't do interviews, not for this. And Ezra Miller's, they don't want Ezra Miller to do. So they they have to show her as, I get it. But like, wouldn't have been really cool if it like, you get to that point and it's not Superman. Yeah. Like it's her. That would have been really cool. Um, But they didn't do that. But that's fine. So Barry needs to go save who he thinks is Superman, but it's actually Supergirl. Uh, and what he does is go to find his friend Bruce Wayne. Problem is, Bruce Wayne's no longer Ben Affleck, and and this Bruce Wayne has no idea who Barry Allen is. Bruce Wayne is now even older in 2013, which is weird, and mm-hmm. he's Michael Keaton. Yes, and uh, the, our both of our Barrys are together, and they're sort of uh, a comedy duo. Yeah, Young what Barry. do you think of that? Uh, I liked all that. I got annoyed with it after a bit. Uh, it was off-putting at times. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's a lot of Ezra Miller. But in this I, movie, guys. I, 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 li- every single scene he's in, he's meant to be off. He is off-putting as a character. So like, it's it, weird because Barry Allen in the comics is such a straightforward, like, yeah, like you know, straight and narrow good guy, which is why they killed him in '86 and replaced him with his uh, sidekick Wally West because Wally West was more of a Peter Parker type, where he was. Like he, uh, he he had insecurities and he was not perfect by any means, but he was great at what he did. Barry Ezra Miller's Barry Allen is nothing like the comic book Barry Allen. Uh, if you want to see a representation of a comic book Barry Allen in live action, the CW's uh, 
version, version of Flash with Grant Gustin, uh, handles it pretty well. It's not the best show ever by any means, but they handle his character pretty well. I do feel like what this movie does capture what I think it would be like to actually in real life hang out with Ezra Miller. <laughs> How's that? Just off-putting and weird, awkward, yeah. uh, and awkward. And it sometimes I was like, "Yeah, that that is that is that the character, or is that just just them?" I'm saying them. Uh, is it them just Good being I, I forgot about them that. being off? Um, I the, the reality of it sometimes came into it. Um, me, I'm a little perverted, so I find <laughs> I find that stuff. Kind so of, is Ezra Miller? I, yeah, I find that kind of stuff kind of interesting as I'm as I'm watching it. Um, but I do think they gave a pretty good performance in the movie that, that was my next question because because plot wise they go they fight Zod and then things happen which we'll get to in a minute what did you think of everybody's individual like acting performance in the flash and we'll start we'll start with Ezra Miller we'll start with the guy that we've been talking about non-stop for the past year on the podcast the guy that we've bashed or the, the person yeah. I'm sorry I have the uh, the person who bat that we've been bashing for the past year because of their um, shenanigans, let's say. Um, well, well, I'm able to put the reality out of my mind when I'm watching it, and no. not. I'm. It's not like I, I get it. Like real life things happened, um, but I'm not one to bring that in. A lot of people made this movie, um, and that's, and that's not, the way I feel too. I'm not going to hold that against because they they could have. It could have came out earlier. Warner Brothers could have always come out earlier and, it, and done been a little less loosey goosey and wishy washy no. about things, but. Let's put that aside. Uh, I think Ezra Miller is really good in the movie. Um, I liked uh, all of his, uh, all of their portrayals of um, the Flash in the movie. I know it's not really the Flash uh, as far as the Barry version. Allen part. Yeah, yeah, and I can see how it could be better. But Honestly, he would be a fun Wally West if, mm-hmm. or they they would be a fun Wally West if done. Uh, but Barry Allen, not not a great Barry Allen, but but. If we're watching a movie for a speedster superhero, mm-hmm. he, they do that part really well. Yeah, I love the. Uh, this is sort of the added part of like the, they need to eat. Uh, 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 what should I? <laughs> the Flash. I'll say the Flash. <laughs> the Flash needs to eat sweets uh, to keep their energy up. And I'm glad they bring that up. I thought that was really cool. That's something they brought up in the comics when Wally West took over in the late '80s. Wally West always, for like years, would have to eat nonstop. He uh, Wally West would have to eat like literally 20 burgers in a mm-hmm. sitting and he would bur- burn them off like immediately. And it, obviously writers don't want to always write about the flash eating all the time. And I get that. And I think they touch on it briefly in the show as well, but I did love that they brought that into the movie. It, it's, it fits the tone of this. It wouldn't fit the tone of those earlier Snyder uh, flash things that he was in. Uh, but when he, he's in the middle of an action sequence, saving babies and a dog, and he has to that's, go to a vending machine and get something out. That's a that's a fun scene. That's uh, just fun, and they keep I, going back to it throughout the movie. Is the internet liking that scene? No, they I, hate I, it. I feel the like they're hating it. Hates it. I loved it. Um, <laughs> the internet is taking the shots from that. Um, and saying, look at these terrible effects. It's people who just want to take... Oh, it's the effects? Do you, <laughs> yeah, it's do you really effects. want to throw babies? <laughs> like, stunt babies in there? Uh, you see, I... Yeah, but the internet go, wants to just take that frame and go, look how terrible this is, because that gets clicks. Uh, and, but and, it's supposed to look that terrible, according to the uh, I, But see, I believe that. Okay, let's talk... We'll wait till we get to that the sequence later. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain uh, decisions that I think were good decisions for the effects. Um, 
I, I get that they were at some point, they were like, listen, let's cut our losses. We don't need to spend all the money on this because it's not going to make money. And we have this as a Miller situation. So a lot of effects were saved. But like, I think this movie looks, it has a style. And I think Andy Muschietti, like, I can see why he's doing Batman. Like this, this stuff looks good. Like the effects are not great. Sometimes. Eh. I don't think you need a lot of effects for Batman. But when, No, you don't. But boat. like, it just. It looks good, and like he has a, a I style, think it worked, honestly, um, and a, a panache about it. Like it sort of reminds me of the stuff he did. I didn't love those It movies, but they had a style oh, to he it. He did It, didn't he? He did both of those It movies. I, I never saw the second it. one, but I love the first one. And there are a lot of things in those movies that are kind of off. Those are horror films, but yeah, they're yeah. sort of off-putting. And like I think in those movies, that's kind of, eh, but in this, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know how I got all the way off this. Oh, I'm talking, talking about Ezra Miller. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, Ezra Miller. All versions of Ezra Miller <laughs> are go to the movie. It works like he works. I I thought Ezra Miller as Flash was he. They did a great performance as Flash. Young Ezra Miller got on my nerves. I know that was probably That's the, the point. point. Yeah. Um, sometimes it goes a little. So it, it, it sometimes goes on too long. At one point, they're referencing Aqua, like the Barbie, the Barbie. Yeah, song. I'm a I'm a Barbie girl. And, and was that like, was that set up earlier in the movie? No, I think I have a feeling it might have been improv. To be honest, they ad libbed it with themselves. They might have. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> How did you think they looked? By the way, the uh, the double Ezra's. I thought that. I thought, thought it was, looked flawless. I thought it was flawless. Uh, the best part of the movie movie for me is early on when they're just like when he takes. Uh, when one flash takes the other flash uh, to when he gets the flash powers. Yeah. Uh, and then he has to lug him around and then there's a whole thing. Like, I like that stuff. And then they go back to the apartment I, and the friends are there yeah. and they do all the back to the future jokes. Like that's probably like, I was like, I'm really liking this. Yeah. Um, that was probably my favorite parts in the movie. Yeah. Now I like that Barry needed to find out, figure out a way to get his powers back, by the way, that is yeah. actually from the comics in the comics. When Barry, when the Flashpoint happens, Barry's, of course, not Flash mm-hmm. at this point. And he finds Batman, and Batman is different. Uh, Batman is Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne. And in this reality, the uh, Joe Chill killed Martha and Bruce Wayne, and that made Thomas become Batman. So Thomas is a much darker, I think he's a Batman that kills, I think he uses guns. Um, but Thomas helps Barry get his powers back by having him get struck by lightning, just like they did in the movie. So there, there are a lot of like, like winks to the Flashpoint comic, which I thought that was pretty cool because mm-hmm. it, it was very much still its own thing. But you had a lot of like smaller moments like that, and uh, even though it was Supergirl instead of Superman, you had Supergirl, you know, being uh, contained by the government and becoming this huge like mega weapon once they get to her mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, let's talk about some of the other actors in this movie as well. What did you think of Michael Keaton as Batman? Why don't we talk about, uh... Want to save him for last? <laughs> yeah. Let's jump into the other Batman. Uh, let's talk about Ben Affleck then. Yeah, I think Who's Affleck... basically a glorified cameo, but it's the best I've seen him. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. That first part of the movie... Uh, where where Affleck comes into it, and there's the whole, the whole again, baby's gonna call microwaves. Uh, that's great. He's in the, his stuff on the bike, uh, whatever he's riding the bat pot or whatever is great. I think this is the. I wish I wish there was more of him in the movie. Yeah, like this, yeah. And Affleck, it's, kind of, it's kind of a shame. He did say that this is the movie where he finally was had like fun. I, he finally had fun and learned how to play. But and I actually that saddens me because yeah. he he's great what in it. What might have been? What might have been? 
That'd be wild if they casted him a Brave of the Bow, but I think they're, I'm pretty sure they'll go younger. And then there's the one-two punch of, you're just like, wow, Batman's so awesome. And I'm like, they mention why isn't Wonder Woman here and why isn't Aquaman here? And I'm just like, why did they? And, but, cause I was upset cause like, I know in my head that they had cut out Wonder Woman, but they didn't. But they didn't. She that was, was there. I was say, we have a cameo from Wonder Woman early on. I loved which is it. great. I loved, I love seeing everyone together because I was like, I was mad mm. as watching and I was like, well, they're just going to, they cut her out. And, I'm yeah. like, and then she was in it and I was so surprised. Probably the biggest surprise in the movie is that they didn't cut out, uh, Gal. Well, they did cut out Gal, but they had, at had, the had, end, they, yes. Right. At the end, there was going to be, uh, That's her right. and, uh, Henry Cavill. I, I'm still sad they didn't bring in Cavill. I know we got like a, yeah, got like an AI representation of them or whatever. It looked way better than the opening credits of Secret Invasion, if you ask me, but that's a different story. Thematically, um, it would it makes more sense to me, and I didn't see that ending. It, it makes more sense thematically to have that ending where you pay off. Uh, also, I have, I have another thought about Wonder Woman. We'll get to the cameos. Um, it would have made more sense to have her at the end because we, yeah, we had yeah. her at the beginning. And if, if, if Henry Cavill was there, that would have been great, too. I didn't see that. Uh, I'm sure that was cut because they don't want to set up anything else and yeah. they're not going to pay yeah. off. But I like, do think, you know, like they did with Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's unfortunate because I think that may have been a better payoff emotionally for this movie than the ending we have, which I like, but I like for my own selfish reasons. So Back to the Black Adam, by the way. <laughs> I know I'm diverging a little bit, but this is what happens when we don't have notes. Uh, so there's two post-credits in Black Adam. One is the infamous Henry Cavill uh, thing, but the other is uh, James Gunn's wife rec- trying to re- recruit Shazam. Mm-hmm. So that's if it's his Shazam. wife, that means it's that's part of James Gunn's new DC, right? Yes, but that's at the end of Shazam too. Yeah. Yes. yes, in this example. Yeah, that I did see. I didn't see Black Adam. So Man. is that part canon and the other part not canon of the... I don't is think the it, first after credit canon, the second after credit oh, not who canon? Knows? Who knows? I mean, I think he is it's keeping... confusing, guys. He is keeping the Peacemaker stuff. Yeah. So, but we don't know if, we, if he will keep... Uh, just, I don't, I don't, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what? It, and who, again, who knows what will happen after this bombs? Like, another, another yeah. plans could change. So, I don't know. Next up, we have, uh, let's go with uh, Sasha Kelly. Is that her name? Uh, yes, Sasha uh, Kala. We, it's a C-A-L-L-E. Kala sounds like, Kala sounds like, a, a, Kala, like Kala. a Kryptonian name. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of. Uh, but she, uh, she portrays Supergirl, which is the first time we've seen Supergirl in the theater since like 89 or something like that, which we're going to talk about that later. I think that was 80, 87 or it might the, be 86 the Helen, or Helen like Slater that. one. Yeah, I watched, I watched that as a kid. That's the first, I think I watched that before the Superman movies, actually. It's not good. No, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later, yeah. though. But what did you think of Sasha as the new Supergirl? Well, it's like I said, Brandon, uh, I, I, got, I don't know what I'm going to say about this that I won't have to cut out later because <laughs> she's hot. She's really she, hot in this movie. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. On. I'm a huge fan. Uh, she's not given a whole lot to do character-wise. No, uh, no, not but, at all. And I think some things were cut, probably, um, that would have given her a little bit more to do. Um, I know critics really liked her in the part. I, like, I thought she did great, but I just that she there's no character stuff. So that. yeah, there's not a lot of character stuff. She just looks great, and it was a great choice to do something different because this is a different timeline so she doesn't have to look like yeah she's kind of supergirl that to look like your to. basic blonde uh supergirl um it would be nice if they uh who knows do you think they'll stick with her i don't know i don't know what they'll do. there is a supergirl movie on the docket but i don't see that do we th- want to tie into flash right now if it's bombing no forward? and i don't see them going for a, a dark brooding supergirl i see them doing like when well, that's what they, sh- they should do kind of the light thing 
Yeah, that they won't. They won't. They won't go with this look. I know they won't. I know it's. Gun won't want to do that. I know that uh, the Supergirl movie is supposed to be inspired by a recent uh, miniseries from I believe last year called Supergirl: The Girl of uh, Tomorrow, yeah, did, did written by uh, the great Tom King, who's I've talked about on here because he wrote Batman for a little bit there, and uh, in that story, Supergirl is basically celebrating her 21st birthday or something like that by like globe trotting and she gets way way too drunk and ends up running into this like slave girl and her the ship get, a ship gets destroyed it's, it's a very it's a very out there story but very self-contained so I'm int- but the entire time supergirl is really really fun in it because mm-hmm. of there's a lot of dark stuff going in it so, going on in the story so i just wonder if they go with a similar story of that, they don't. They don't want to go with a, a kind of dark and gritty uh, Supergirl. Maybe the actress can play. You know, sure, uh, could be. Maybe she. Uh, I've never seen her in anything. Have you seen her in anything? No, I don't. I don't think so. But I, I'd like to see her again because I think this is a, could really kind of jumpstart her career, her career. And she did, like I said, she did pretty exceptional in the Flash. If this movie had done better, then that might have been more of a reality. Oh, I think it would have been a done deal. Yeah, a lot of things now would have been... Big, would I have think been, everything's a question mark right now. Everything's a question mark, even seeing who you're probably going to bring up next, seeing Michael Keaton again. We don't know if that's going to Not quite. Happen. There's one more person I'm going to bring one up first. One more person, okay. Uh, Michael Shannon as Zod is oh, back. Yeah. Apparently, if you've, I mean, if you've been looking at interviews, he was not too happy about playing the part again. Um, what do you think of Michael Shannon, Zod? This is the... Uh, the second time we've actually like seen him be Saudi, it's the third time we've seen the character because his corpse was in Batman v Superman. I feel like his corpse was in this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hot take. Talk I know. Me. He's barely there. Like he, they could have been. He's like, angry Kryptonian guy. I feel really. like it's like an AI performance or something. Like he probably just uh, it was on a green screen set. Well, his, just, his whole face was CGI the whole time, so it might yeah, have been. He just came in and did the facial stuff and whatever. It's cool that uh, I mean, he's it's cool that he's there because of continuity, but also it's the same actress playing Fioria, his little yeah, female yeah, sidekick. yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, this is really cool. I always really liked her, and that's one of the few things I did like about the Man of Steel. Is I liked he had that his lady pal. Are friend. you a big uh, Michael Shannon fan? Uh, yeah, I like Michael Shannon. He was in. What do you uh, like him in? Uh, I like him in Cecil B. Demented, which is, it might have been one of his first movies, the John Waters movie he was in. Yeah, um, but I like him in anything. I love him in the uh, Knives Out. Um, so many things, um, but yeah, I've always I've always been a fan. I like that he's back in this. It's just his everything is just like give me the I will. It's just very wrote sort of but i guess that's always what zod was and that was movie, never that so. i i have a big bone to pick usually with dc because zod was yes he was amazing in superman too we all get that you can't top terrence but you, stamp, yeah one you can't top terrence stamp two zod was never that big of a deal in the comics he never has sure. been uh in the past decade or so they've tried to make him a bigger presence and stuff but in my opinion, what makes Superman so special is the fact that he is the last son of Krypton. So bringing in Zod every now and then is not a bad thing. But my problem is they brought it, they've brought in Zod for Man of Steel, now the Flash. They brought him in for Smallville. They brought him in for uh, the show Krypton. They brought him in for Superman and Lois. I, I just don't understand what it, Hollywood's obsession is with the General Zod character because there's really not much to his character. But I think it's just the idea. It's really hard to write for super a villain for Superman because mm-hmm. you need somebody that's kind of on his level, and Zod is on his level because he's also Kryptonian, and he's someone that people know. 
Yeah. People know Zod. But mainly, mainly because of yeah. Superman 2. Because of Superman 2, yeah. Kneel before him and mm-hmm. all that. So we Come, son of Jarrell. <laughs> kneel before Zod. Somebody we would probably kneel before. One of our favorite Batman, Michael Keaton. What did you think of Michael Keaton's return to the Cape and Cal in The Flash? I think he is just fine. I thought he was the best part of the movie. I think he's fine. Go on. <laughs> well, ex- explain, Jimmy. I mean, to me, he's just kind of there. But in those earlier films, he was always he was also just kind of he there. was just kind of there. Like we, we watched Batman Returns the other day, and he he was the third main character in that movie. I think he's much more interesting as Bruce Wayne in that movie. Uh, then he has Batman. He, he doesn't have plot for like a whole hour. He doesn't, but it's it's his relationship with Selena Kyle that's interesting, and that's very interesting. Yes, yes, yes. But I he Michael Keaton is great, but he's always he was always kind of the least interesting thing in those Burton movies. Um, after the villains and just Burton's aesthetic, which this movie does not have, um, so it doesn't quite feel right all the time. Um, but I think he's good in it. I th- yeah. He, it's not as specific, like everything that the Flash, uh, the Ezra Miller character, it's just his, his writing feels, kind of feels first draft at times. Um, but uh, Michael Keaton lifts it above that. Um, I think he had fun with what he was given. He, he had fun with what he was given. And I thought, he, I thought he excelled at what he was given. Yes, yes. I agree. Um, my, my only issues with Michael Keaton was essentially, he wasn't given a ton. He was basically... Like, okay, you're just another guy being Batman. You're not playing Michael Keaton, Batman from Batman and Batman Returns. And that's not his fault. That's not his fault that's, at that's, all. This that's... is a multiverse kind of story or alternate whatever. So it really isn't that, it really isn't that Batman. Um, and there's no, no there's no hints of that Batman at all. Like, No. I was looking for a picture of Michael Goh. I was looking for what more did... of a Burton aesthetic. What, what did you think of them not going with a Burton aesthetic for uh, his stuff? I get why you did that because that, that would have been the star. Because that's the star of those movies is Burton. Burton's the star of those movies because it's the way the movies look and feel. It's the Elfman score, which is in this, and it's good. Yeah. Um, but I get why you and can't just have the movie because that do- that doesn't fit in with the rest of this. Because that that version of Batman that feels like that is also in this story, like in 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 a world with uh, Sasha. Uh, Kala's um, Supergirl. Yeah. And like the world outside of that doesn't look like Burton. Like when they, the minute he ends up in that realm and like he's in a neighborhood, I'm like, this isn't like a Burton movie. Um, yeah. Because it yeah. can't. Like, I mean, I guess it could, but. I think they could have gone that way. It could have. Um, I think it may have sold, may have sold it better. I think people would have looked at it and said, oh, this looks like it's supposed to look. I don't think the trailers with him in it were, they were fine, but they were never, I was never like, like and then they went back to the lines of "I'm Batman" and I like that Batman. The, the "Let's Get Nuts" thing felt forced. Yeah, especially but, when we saw it in context finally. But it never like felt in the trailer like it just didn't feel exciting. It just felt there was missing something, and that that thing would have been the Burton aesthetic, which is just not in this. Did you think they cut out some stuff? Because got to remember, originally he Michael Keaton was supposed to show up multiple times in the DC ECU. Well, that's another that. thing that's interesting. He was in Batgirl. I think it's interesting of like, okay, well, he would have been in Batgirl, but would it have been this first? The shots I see from Batgirl look Burton. Burton-y, yeah, like, exactly. He, it looks like he's in the cathedral. I just wonder if they made it Burton-y originally and then they changed stuff. Because you got to remember, they, the movie had been done for over a year, so they had to have made some changes and some cuts. Could be, but that might have be. they might say, well, this is a different version of 
of Bat, like it's not that version of Batman. He, it's the original version like of Batman, him, yeah. but he looks like him. And it, pe- people really won't care; they'll just watch it or not. Um, but yeah, that is interesting to me. Of like, and I'm sure some stuff probably the ending was cut because maybe there might have been something that led into the Batgirl movie, or maybe mm-hmm. there wasn't. Uh, uh, it's hard to. Well, I think a lot of it's just that they're kind of like, okay, where are we going from here? Yeah, and we're and like we that that cameo we're going to talk about at the very end of the cameo. Yeah, so that's that's a big that's a loaded. That one was for a us. period or an exclamation point on a yeah. sentence, pretty much. Speaking of cameos, let's go ahead and just jump into them. We already kind of talked about Wonder Woman. You, did you like her small part? In it? Loved it. Loved it. Wish uh, she was in too. at the end, uh, but I was great to see her. I was so excited. Yeah. Um, and we saw yeah, Ursa, which you men- mentioned. Uh, we were happy to see again. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see which. Are there any cameos before when when the worlds were like colliding and stuff that, that I might have, might have forgot about? Well, we saw Boba Fett. Oh yeah, we saw uh, Timur Morrison. Morrison, who is uh, Aquaman's dad, mm-hmm. and now he apparently does not have a son, even though. And let's go ahead and jump to the post credit too, because that one's not really that. I know it's the last one, but it's not mm-hmm. a big one. Aquaman does show up in the movie in the post credit, but he's not yeah. Aquaman. Yeah, it was weird. It, what did you think of that whole deal? I didn't think much of that. I was just like, I expected something else, and it was this. And I was like, well, that's fun to see him here, but... Yeah, they, they didn't do anything with yeah. it. And I, I didn't know, I know there's been like rumors that he'll become somebody else in the new DCU, so I didn't know if that was why they added that. Um, I feel like they added that uh, in, in recent months or something. Yeah, they went back and probably shot that. Also, Keaton's going to be in that. Oh yeah, well they they and filmed Affleck for it and they filmed Affleck for it, and I don't think either actor knows which one shows up in the movie. If I'm being, if I read that correctly, are they? They might have cut it out. completely. They might have cut it out completely, yeah. but I think it might have been like a third act thing where it was pretty important. Because that's the last one, right? Next is Blue Beetle, and then it's oh, Aquaman. Blue, no, Blue Beetle starts the DCU. Yes, it's confusing, but so Aquaman's Blue next. Blue Beetle starts the DCU. No, Blue Beetle comes out next. But Aquaman, <laughs> so Blue Beetle comes out next, but that's supposed to be the beginning of DCU. He's, uh, g- g- that's what Gunn said or whatever, even though I he did, has nothing I did to see do that, with it. Yeah. But I think he wants to leave open the possibility for that actor to play uh, Jaime Reyes in the in the future, if need be. Which, uh, that was the first time I saw the Blue Beetle trailer, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, it didn't look bad. Um, Looks fine. I, I don't really know why they made the, that as a movie, but... I'll, I'll go see it. I think it'll suffer the, some of the same yeah. problems box office wise as some of these other. Oh, films I think it's going to do probably horrible. won't no, do well either. No one, no one knows it uh, outside of like guys like me that read com- get their comics every Wednesday. No one really knows who Jaime Reyes is. Um, Aquaman made the first Aquaman made a billion. Th- this one's not going to bomb, right? I don't know. I don't could know. It, could it just they, bomb? I know the. Uh, I know the test audiences didn't really care for it. That'd be so weird if it just comes out and does like fifty, hundred million, bomb. and the last one did over. But it's just so weird. It, we we live in different times now, but yeah, Aquaman's cameo it was it was a little weird. Uh, I was happy to see him, but it was yeah, it felt a little forced. All right, so let's go ahead and just talk about that third act where the worlds are colliding. Uh, what was exactly going on there? Like story wise. Um, well, story wise, what's happening? What is okay? First of all, that whole room thing. Uh, I like that whole, it's like a coliseum or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, at, like when the Flash is going back in time, like everything becomes weird. And it's like there's a coliseum kind of and of like and past. Mm-hmm. And like everything has a look. Like even like the stuff like when he sees his parents, like birthday stuff and nostalgic shit. 
like everything has like a kind of a weird look to it. It's like an AI look. Yeah, it has like an AI look to it. And like you see Henry Cavill and you see one woman, like everything has a look. Um, and I think that's um, on purpose. And Andy Muschietti says it's on purpose. Yeah. I also think that they did that on purpose. So the cameos would have the same look. Because obviously, like, you can film the current actors and look like real people, but you can't... You can't, can't film a lot of these other But you can't film these things. And I think that was done to, like... I used to do that with footage. Like, I would make old footage, new footage look not as good. Yeah. So it would uh, it would meld with the old footage. And I think that's... He did that on purpose. So I he is saying that. And, like, I do believe that. Okay. But everyone hates it either way. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if, if people online hate those effects. And they're yeah. just like, here's how terrible um, Christopher Reeve looks. And it, it, it works on Twitter because people just click yes and or click yeah, like and yeah, everything. This is awful. Um, but yeah, story-wise, like he's going back in time. And for some reason, we see like at the end, um, because there's a bad flash. That's our other character we didn't really talk about. Well, that's that's just eighteen-year-old Ezra Miller he, aged he, up. He he just keeps going back that's in right, time. That's right, bring him up. He keeps going back in he time. He became kind of obsessed with it. Becomes like an evil Flash, and that's the Flash that knocked yeah. the original Barry into the into the Keaton timeline. Yeah, um, and he's all like mangled. He looks like something out of Pirates of the Caribbean and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he keeps doing that, we, we see into other like multiverses. Yeah, is that what's happening? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Different worlds are converging. The first one we see, though, I was really happy to see this one with George Reeves. Yeah, they started off nicely with that. That was very was cool. Kind of bl- was he kind of uh, black and white? He was black of? and white. Yeah. Uh, so, what did, is, did you like that cameo? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like. I, I'm fine with all of the cameos, yeah. and nothing was really. Some of them people are having bigger issues with other than others, but I'm. You know, none of them really upset me. So, so the ones that happened that I can recall right out, we got George Reeves, mm-hmm. and then we had Christopher Reeves, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. But what was the coolest part was I blew my mind when they put Supergirl in there. Helen, Helen Slater, Helen Slater in there. They so for those that don't know, Helen Slater did uh, the Supergirl movie back in like eighty six, eighty seven, and that was supposed to be, and she was part of the Christopher Reeve like. Mm-hmm. Universe. I think they talk about him or something like that. But he was. But he, I think he was supposed to be in it. He was supposed he, to be in it, but he didn't. He didn't, he didn't, it didn't do work it. out. Yeah, uh, that might have been after some fallout with uh, some of the other Superman movies. Or yeah, whatever. it was something like that. But we finally get Christopher Reeves and Helen Slater together. And I thought it looked good. I, I know people were, are kind of shitting on it, but I'm just like, I mean, they're they're playing God right now. We're reviving the dead. I don't think it's that big of a. I just appreciate that they did the Helen Slater part of it. Like, yeah. they didn't have to do didn't that. They didn't have to do that. Um, she's not a super well-known. It sort one. of said, like, I wish that s- the rest of them aren't nearly as obscure as that. I kind of yeah. wish that they were. A lot of people have issue because there's, an, there's some kind of old interview with Christopher Reeve where he's he sort of says something about his, uh, his uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His performance being recreated. So people make a big deal out of something like that. But, like, you know, Christopher Reeve has passed away and, like, his family gets I mean, money from his this. estate. Sent like, off on it. Like I'm sure like I know they can't do it without his. Yeah, estate. and I'm sure like if if he I know he's dead, but like he'd be like, well, I want my family to at least my fam my family will get something from it. everybody that you see in there. Like someone they had to reach out to someone and go, hey, can we use this? Here's a million. Like they got money from it. They got paid. Um, so no one is being like, it's not a scandalous thing. It's like somebody's grandson can go to college. Because Christopher Reeve is in the movie, like yeah. let's not let's not get crazy about this. Yeah, shit. and it's only for a few seconds, but it's yeah. still. I think it's a. 
I mean, you're never going to get Christopher Reeve in another Superman movie. Why not, you know, have a cameo? That it didn't cool. feel gross. I've no, seen some no. things that I can see why people think, well, that's kind General of gross. Tarkin felt gross. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little, I wouldn't one. say gross, but like it's just sometimes, what are some other times where it's been? There's been sometimes it's really gross. If I wasn't a Ghostbusters fan, I would probably think the Harold Ramis oh, thing I thought, I thought that was might, be a little, might be a little gross. But like, I, I didn't think it was gross. But I'm sure there are some instances where it's gone too far and been a little weird. But Other cameos, we got we got a uh, a Jay Garrick Flash, which ended up not being... A lot of people thought that was the actor from yeah. the Flash TV show. Kind of surprised they didn't get John Wesley Shipp. That is. Uh, he, he's always game for that stuff. And he was Jay Garrick for a little bit in... The, in the Flash TV show as well, There's he a lot played of a couple different characters. A lot he of played, hubbub about that part in particular because he had to come out and go, "Well, that's not really me. Yeah, I didn't, get, I didn't a, get paid for this." It was kind anything. of an AI thing, yeah. <laughs> representation. In it, just, a way. it was just a guy. Um, who else was there? I, I, I know there's the Nick Cage of it all. Was there any others during? The, okay, Adam West. Adam West. Yeah, I wish they we went in more. He was holding the bomb. So the uh, I remember hearing a year ago that they were going to do more with. That I had heard about Christopher Reeve, mm. Adam West, and one of the ones that got cu- got cut, uh, Linda Carter. Was. That that's a big one because Wonder Woman's in the movie. Yeah. So like, if you have the gal there, and, I mean, she was just in the last Wonder Woman movie too. Yeah. It's not like she's in bad standing. Why is that? And not she was in on the there. Supergirl sh- girl show. That, that was a very strange omission that well, I didn't quite understand. Who were the Who were all the rumored cuts? Uh, Linda Carter was, I think, confirmed. Mar- Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando and I saw Cesar Romero. Cesar, and, Cesar Romero and. Uh, or just Meredith. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in the... There's footage you behind can, You them. can hear uh, yeah. the, the laugh. You can hear. One. And I, I think I could make out Romero. there was probably footage from the show or something that was behind it was, them. It I was. It was. Yeah. Lord knows what's probably being projected back there. There's probably a bunch of stuff. That's one of those projected. things I'm kind of... I might get the Blu-ray for just so I can just mm-hmm. kind of pause it and just look and see what's all going on in the background there. I, I thought that was really cool. Um, now, didn't they want Christian Bale or is that for the very ending? No, I've seen nothing about Christian Bale. It was always the other guy, which we'll talk about. Oh, I think they wanted they wanted. Well, the, well originally the it was going to be either Keaton, it was going to be either Keaton, Affleck, and then it was changed to Affleck, and then it changed to who it was. I think someone came out. I think it might have been Kevin Smith came out and said that someone told him that they went to Bale for the very end. We're not quite there yet. Yeah, but he said no, which I'm not surprised. Yeah, but he could have at least been in this part. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have liked to see more Keaton things. I would have liked to have seen Jack Nicholson, and Joker, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, Danny DeVito, well, Penguin would be yeah, cool. Yeah, I would have. I had heard rumors, and I've seen no, no follow-ups of this. I had heard rumors of Val Kilmer being involved in some way. Well, that would have been really nice. That would have been nice. You can just have him kind of do the Top Gun 2 thing. With like- Nicholson is so expensive. Did you know that, uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the regular Batman podcast, but every time they use the name Jack Napier, uh, Nicholson gets paid. Really? He has it in his contract. Maybe that's back. why it's only used like once in the animated series. Yeah, and they which we talked about they that only, recently. They said it the once, but then one time it was printed. I don't, I don't know what it was, but like, yeah, he gets some kind of kickback if you use like a version of yeah. his Joker. That makes sense because they never call him Jack Napier in the comics. So yes, that makes sense because he gets a, if, if it's if it's Nicholson esque. Yeah, uh, even the name he gets something like he made an awful lot of money uh, on Batman and still does. Yeah, it would be cool to see them. Uh, and we got to get to, we got to talk about Nick Cage. We already kind of talked a little bit about the scene itself with the spider. It's Nick Cage, a Superman, and he also like de-aged to the '90s Nick Cage. He kind of looks mm-hmm. like he did in Con Air. It's like that picture that you always see of him in the in the Superman costume. Yeah, yeah. 
What did you think of that whole scene? I think that was the best because he was he was doing something. That was the most mind blowing to me. Yeah. Apparently, apparently DC spoiled it a week before it came out or something like that. And I luckily missed that. Did you see the spoiler? I saw, like, about a month before, th- those names were circling around. I saw who we see at the end. Uh, I didn't see the foot, but I saw, like, there were, like, Nick Cage and, and Clooney. Those I, I, names were said, but I, I didn't see the footage, and who knows if... See, I knew the minute I saw... Because isn't Kevin... Isn't Smith doing something where he's bringing out the Superman Lives he, uh, script? He's doing that, yeah. Okay, when, when I saw that, I was like, well, well Cage is in the movie, because yeah. that's that's leading to this. Yeah. So I knew right away, like, okay, yeah, Nicolas Cage is definitely in this movie. They've done a thing. And he apparently he came in and shot it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That blows my mind. It's, I thought that was just... That was... That was, I think, the most like jaw dropping moment for me. Just yeah. the fact that they did all—not just that Nick Cage showed up in there, but the fact that they did the spider scene, and we finally got to see it after all these years. Yeah, it was just, but it was so inside baseball. It really is. I don't know if it like two, I, might be too inside. I'm baseball. not sure if they know that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I shouldn't complain about it because, no, like, no, I no, think no. it's. I think it's cool. Like it's great for us. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but, but I'm like, guys. If you want to make more than $55 million on your opening weekend, you might want to yeah. cool it. Yeah. Are we going to talk why we didn't? Well, I guess we kind of talked why it didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were there any other cameos you kind of expected to see? Um, I was surprised you didn't see like Brandon Routh, personally. That would have been nice. Um no, I think Carter was really the one that I was. Carter was. The I main was kind of shocked because I kept expecting it, and later I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, I was thinking have Linda Carter. In I was there. thinking Brandon Routh and like somebody from the Watchmen movies. I thought might show up, mm-hmm. like a Jeffrey Dean Morgan or something. But of course, let's talk about the final cameo. Tell, uh, tell us about the ending of the movie in general. Um. Well, uh, the Flash um, says bye to his mom. Why did his mom know that was him? Um, well, I mean, he was way older. Remember, he he was a kid back then, so this is a way older guy. Oh, because they go... He went, went back in time. He went way far back, so yeah. she, he would have been so like he, a little boy. What, what Barry ends up doing, he goes back in the past to... Uh, basically, to kind of stop what uh, Barry had done. As, you know, Barry earlier put the tomatoes in the cart. So now current Barry oh, that's right, is going he's... back to take the tomatoes back out of the cart. Because he was a little boy when mm-hmm. that happened. Okay, that makes I kept says, thinking, why does she not know it's him? Like, yeah. that's right. It's the time. Yeah. Let's the time thing. And he says goodbye to her as a good hug. And I actually thought that was a good little moment. And then... It was a good... The mom was really good. And what was also cool was at the end, when he put the tomatoes back, he realized, oh, if I put the tomatoes higher... Clever. There's a, there's a like Wayne, uh, Wayne Tech camera watching right here. We can... Because mm-hmm. earlier in the uh, movie... Uh, his father's on trial, and he doesn't get acquitted because the camera doesn't see his face. Mm-hmm. So now his, the camera sees his face, and his father is... Uh, he Barry finally goes back to present day, and his father is exonerated. A lot of nice uh, setup, setup and payoff there. And then as he's leaving as he's leaving the courthouse, Bruce Wayne calls him up and says to meet him outside. And he opens the door, and who is it? Uh, it's, uh, George Clooney. George freaking Clooney Facts. shows up. Facts of life's George Clooney. But mostly, importantly, the, the second headliner of Batman and Robin. Yes. The Arnold Schwarzenegger had top billing of that one. But yeah, George Clooney, we get a third Batman in this movie. Fourth, if you count Adam West. What did you think of, of George Clooney popping up? 
Um, I mean, I, I, I like it. I don't think it's... I yelled in the theater. <laughs> I don't think that it is the most emotionally satisfying ending for this film. Um, but I, as someone, I like when things are unexpected and then his tooth falls out and I'm like, that's ghastly. I like it. Um, that, I thought that was weird. Because <laughs> it was set up earlier. Yeah. Um, it worked, but I thought it was weird. But uh, yeah, I, again, it was something that like I enjoyed on a level... Um, but I'm just like, are, is this what normal people come to this movie for? Like, normal people are like, why is George Clooney Bruce Wayne now? Yeah, they're not gonna. They, I guess they were like, yeah, well, that's right. He was he was Batman. Well, wait, is he Batman now? What what's going on? <laughs> I can imagine it'd be confusing for people. But and apparently, like apparently, the second Flash movie is already written. Which is like George Clooney getting factor big into that. Oh, I don't know. They probably just said that to get people out to the theater. I don't know if they really, if it's really been written or not. But I don't know. I don't. I. But did that that's what my kind of question was. Like, like was, did they have plans to do more with Clooney in that role? They probably just scribbled on a paper, on a loose leaf paper, and they're like, well, what that's, if we could? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just say we, we've we got a plan. We've got a plan. And that, I don't think there really was a plan for any of that. Because, like, this Clooney, the Clooney ending they shot, what, like three months ago or something? They shot at the beginning probably. of the year? Probably. I had, So I had heard rumors about Clooney being involved, but his involvement was different in the rumors that I had read. The... What I had seen was that he would be a, more a big part of the third act, but mm-hmm. not like the ending per se. Yeah, like he would sh- show up as some kind of oracle or something like that. So I didn't. Once we got to the end of the movie, did you did you figure out if it's George Clooney? Like as he's walking up, because they were obviously setting up for a reveal. Yeah, because I was like, well, there's Cage, and I had also heard about Clooney, and the car pulled up. Um, so I, I guess I thought. Well, I know it's not going to be Affleck. Um, I thought it might. I thought it was going to be Keaton. And at I'm first, like, we might. But then when they lingered on, I was like, are they going to do this? Because the Keaton ending, I don't like the way Keaton ends the movie. Like he just kind of dies, and I, I understand he doesn't really die. Doesn't he die like, like twice. He does, mm-hmm. and like he just he delivers some some kind of rote dialogue of you know be years. I don't know. What, I don't know what it was. Didn't quite work for me. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe he'll come back, and it'll, it'll be a, a more satisfying ending for him. But it wasn't. It was George Clooney, which was kind of fun because I, I like when uh, you do things that are kind of unexpected and your expectations are kind of subverted. Yeah. Um, so I liked it. I just don't know if it's satisfying for an audience yeah. other than me or you. Yeah, my big question is just like, where do you go from here? Like, yeah. if they were going to do a sequel, which I know they wanted to do a sequel. I, I think. Where, I, was Clooney going to be heavily involved? Well, I think Gunn brought this part. I think this was Gunn's idea. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they shot this after Gunn came in cuz they were they were like we're not continuing this. We need to liter- Oh, okay, that would make We need sense. to literally just end this. And if we if we have an ending with Cavill and Gal Gadot, they're going to be like, "Well, what does this mean?" And everybody's going to want, "Oh, Cavill's, Cavill's it, back. It, Cavill's back." It, yeah, yeah. And I I get that. And you already have kind of a weird fan base. You already that. have a thing going on. So let's just stop it. Yeah. And you bring in George Clooney. Bring in Schumacher's Batman. And you're like, what? <laughs> the end. Like that, that seems like a very gun thing to do. Of, of, of Just let's cut our losses. Yeah. And we're not continuing this. So why end it satisfied, <laughs> in a satisfactory way? <laughs> let's just throw George Clooney in and upset everyone. Uh, <laughs> I, loved, I loved it. Yeah, I, I liked it too. I, I liked it, it too. Um, but no, I think that was this was Gunn's idea. So do you think there should be a sequel? Not whether there will be. But th- should there be a sequel? 
No, I, I don't think there's... I, I would like to see more of some of these characters. I would like to see this Supergirl. And I still would like to see Keaton come back into a Batman Beyond. I think that's dead now. I don't think they'll I don't ever know. do I think, that. I think there's going to be something. I, just the fact that he was in Batgirl, I know there's a different different people involved at the time, but I feel like it was setting up for something there. Like, then, I know there's was, there was rumors that he was going to be like the Nick Cage... Not Nick Cage. <laughs> the Nick Fury of uh, the new DC universe, but I don't know. Yeah, I think now they'd be like, we're going to put, we're going to put this seventy-year-old man uh, in charge of our universe. Like that obviously didn't work for this, as far as for the box office is concerned. So I just don't, I don't see that happening, which is kind of upsetting because I, I also read that there, there was talk of Batman Beyond and they were going to bring back, possibly bring back Michelle Pfeiffer Ooh. and pay off that little story i wish they'd do that um i would have loved I that think, i don't think that'll happen that no. will never happen i don't think now. batman beyond goes with the current regime at all no i, I don't would, i don't think sense. i don't think i would ever want to see it unless it's keaton and you kind of just did that story he was just yeah, a mentor yeah. to the flash so he's not going to be a mentor to a new batman probably unless you dive deeply into um or do batman beyond and have it be a, a lady a female batman could they do that People are going to get so mad at you, That's Jimmy. fine. Do, 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 you can do that. That would be fine. I just want Keaton to have a young person come in and him teach. and make Oh, him, I would love them to do like a Huntress thing. And or, pay off some emotional beats. Like, let's see a picture of Michael Goh. Let's let's say, you know, what happened to Selena? What, some stuff like that. That might be nice. Um, I, but, want to see, I want to see the Huntress thing because Huntress was mm-hmm. you know, the daughter of Bruce and Selena. Br- br- hell, bring that in. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think that's, that's gone. I think, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't see I think that it's happening gone. at all. So, final thoughts on the movie. Did you, did you like it, like, a lot? or? Um... Uh, I liked it a lot. I actually would probably, uh, if Andy Moucher does a commentary, I, prob- I might buy the Blu-ray, and I don't, Same here. I don't buy Blu-rays anymore, just because there's so much... There's so I, much streaming. He seems like yeah. a guy that I could sit and have a beer with, um, because he knows about Eric Stoltz, uh, <laughs> and he jokes about things. He puts babies in, in danger. He puts babies in yeah. microwaves. He feels like someone that I could. We talk like doing to. that too. He's like, yeah, we're gonna, let's 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 give a Supergirl a boyish haircut. Uh, it probably says something about me, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I Bruce Tim would approve. I, Bruce Tim would approve. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, Kevin Conroy uh, cameo would have been great. Oh, that I actually saw a thing on uh, Twitter about that, uh, and that would have been. That would have been cool, or some just some kind of alliteration to the um, alluding to the animated. I mean, you could universe. just show clips from the animated series, kind of like the the day with the, like Batman sixty six there. Yes, yes. Um, so I I like the movie, but I can totally understand uh, why people don't like this. As far as for the for the tone, uh, if if you it's have, very weird. Yeah, and that you, weird's not for everybody. If if you don't want to see this because of the other thing, I totally understand that too. I'm not. That's my issue with a uh, sequel. I I've. He, uh, I kind of would. I would like to see a sequel, but I would need. I probably would need a new actor. Yeah, it couldn't be them because um, they just, they've burned too many bridges. No, and, like I can support them on this movie just because it's been made for a while and yeah. a lot of people went into it. But making a whole new movie based around him—that's not right in and my it, in and, my opinion. And again, it won't matter now any anyway because Warner Brothers won't. The Warner Brothers will follow the money, and the money wasn't there, so they won't follow it. Yeah. Or shall we say, Discovery will at this point. Whoever, whoever yeah, takes whoever's, it over, whoever's in charge. It's whoever not take, me. I know they, that much. They will take it over, and they will just keep making Harry Potter shows uh, oh, for the rest of time. Ten, I better say for ten yeah. years. Yeah. They will just do that because that—that's what makes money. Let's just make money however we can. I 
was it, they recently delayed a bunch of movies because of the writer's strike going on, and it was announced that Avatar 5 was coming out in 2031, and uh, Zoe Zaldana was like, great, I'm going to be 51 when that comes out. You kind of, you got to feel bad for some of these actors that are signed to these long franchises sometimes, because they're kind of, it's kind of like the golden handcuffs, if you will. Like, it's amazing, you're making a lot of money, but you have to play the same part for so many years, and you have to cancel other roles that you want over those years. But yeah, overall, I, I really liked Flash. Uh, where do you put it compared to the other DCU movies of the last 10 years? That's a good question, because I liked this a lot better than most be, of those movies. I think it might be either number one or number two for me. I like the first Shazam a lot, and I like I Birds of Prey a lot. That's my two that I like a lot. Surely there's another one that we like a lot. Oh, man. Gun, Gun Suicide Squad. Gun is Suicide o- Squad's fun, but it's, I, it's okay. But I think it's actually really good, but it's not something I'm like crazy about, like I am yeah. with Birds of Prey and the first Shazam. Um, I, I think that's I think that's true. So I would I'd probably put it. I'd definitely put flash in my top three with them i don't know what number one would be right off because I, I really love shazam but it gets a little kooky at times and i really mm. love birds of prey but it's that also gets a little kooky <laughs> but but it, it feels more designed by that that yeah. one shazam yeah. gets dark at times i'm just like this is yeah. like a family superhero big storyline or whatever it's like an off-putting 80s movie yeah in a way. yeah the first one exactly was. the right. second one doesn't feel like that at all the second one's just another superhero it's just thing. another superhero yeah. movie, that's yeah. what movies, i didn't care for that one too mm-hmm. much but yeah i uh flash definitely up there for me I, yeah definitely top three for me from of the dcu universe which we think r.i.p uh aquaman 2 comes out eventually don't know when but that's supposed to be the end of that in general do you think that gun and them should have held out and not announced what was happening until after I these wish movies they would have done that, but I feel like in I think the age of social media, you have to kind of because that's such a long, it would have been such a long, like a, almost a year. Just and, I, and you see Gun involved, and you're like, why is Gun so involved? And he kind of had to, but no. I I think coming out and giving that slate, I think it's a PR thing, man. They it was, but I think it really shot. I, th- I think it, it really shot the foot of these movies. And that actually gets, brings me to a que- uh, this question for you. Do you think it should have came out last year when it was supposed to? Because that would have you wouldn't have had all those announcements. I don't know. They could have affect that. If, I think it would have made more money. Possibly. If they could have had to do it again, they might have just dropped this on Max. Because the stuff with Ezra Miller didn't really get bad until after it was supposed to come out. Yeah, I, I mean, think they would have made more money last year. I maybe or maybe. Maybe if they could do it again, they might have just put this out on 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 Max and just called it a day. Because who knows? They're not. I don't think they made much back. No, uh, so what, what would Batgirl have done? What would Batgirl, Batgirl have should done? have always been on Max? That was the original plan that they were going to put it in theaters. Then it got canceled. It seems so it silly. Should have been Max it seems so one. silly now. If you look at what the, I mean, Grant, we liked it, but like most people don't, and it didn't do well. Like, would Batgirl putting that out really have been so awful? Yeah. Like what? What reputation could they have? I mean, he puts a baby in a microwave in this movie. <laughs> like, what? What reputation would that movie have hurt yeah. by putting it out? I, I do think that will eventually, because people are also mad about that. They're mad like you put this out, but you didn't put it put out the background movie. I think it'll eventually like someone will, will just drop it on Twitter, um, or just. You'll see the movie. They keep, somewhere. they keep. I keep seeing like uh, pictures being yes. released and stuff. Yeah, I think we. I think we get it, uh, Max, in a uh, year or two. But since since they wrote it off, I don't know if they can. Like, and they'd ha- they'd have to pay people. I think some guy has it on a hard drive, mm-hmm. and he'll just be like, you know what, fuck them. 
and he'll just drop it. Yeah. Like it'll it'll happen sometime before the the gun regime films take over. Someone will just drop it, and then it'll be out there, and you can buy it. Uh, or do you just you don't have to buy it at a con. You just download it. It'll be there. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, it could be like on those bootleg DVDs. Yeah, or they won't. You want to do that anymore? Just, where you can just, watch watch the Fantastic Four movie. It'll just be on a random site. Like just go and watch it, and uh, I, I definitely think that will happen. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy, uh, I think w- today has been very beneficial for both of us. Uh, the The Flash, go see it in theaters. Somebody needs to. Um, why don't you tell our fine listeners how you can listen to Almost Got 'Em the podcast? Yes, because we also talk about the Batman cartoon <laughs> in a podcast this is a special, called this is a special Almost episode. Got Him. Uh, we don't just do the random reviews. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Indian. No, we won't. No, uh, no we, we will be back this fall to yes. discuss more Batman the Animated Series. Me and Jimmy are still working on another project, which uh, we should know a bit more about next month, I would think, that involves uh, certain... Uh, teenagers of the mutant variety with ninja skills but uh tell them how you can listen to almost got them a, a podcast about batman the animated series uh we can go to your podcatcher of choice uh the spotify is on the apple podcast and look for almost got them and uh give us a listen maybe even give us uh, a review or throw some stars on there we, we pretty much dig that uh you can go on to facebook and find the uh the group there almost got them podcast about Batman animated series and uh, hit like on that and share and there's all kinds of updates the stuff we've been talking about uh, you'll see on there uh, as well keep you up to date uh, from from the bat world and first before we leave give me a grade one out of five one out of five babies in a microwave uh, how many a, babies in a microwave can exactly will you give the flash maybe one being the lowest that you don't like it five being that you absolutely adored it um, I'm not going to give it a five. No, um, no, no, no. I think, uh, I think I would give it a four. I'm, I'm, I was going to give it a four, four out of five babies. Four in out of five babies <laughs> in a microwave because I just enjoyed it on a personal level. Um, I guess obviously much more than normal people are enjoying it. But uh, yeah, I, I dug it. Uh, maybe when it's streaming, since you didn't see it in theaters, people out there maybe give it I a think chance. It might have a second life on streaming. Yeah, that's I, a I very think, good point. I think you'll like it. I think it's. I think it's. Like I said, we live in a different pretty world. Pretty fun. Now, and uh, if we have to say goodbye to uh, these last uh, decade of um, uh, DC characters and the actors that played them, I think it's. I think it's a fitting. I, I think it's a fitting way to say goodbye to everyone. Uh, everyone was really well cast, but oh, the casting of DC movies yeah. the last ten years have been flawless. It's just the Zack Snyder of it all kind of hurt a good portion of those. This movies. is a disaster of creatives taking over for creatives taking over for creatives, and oh, that didn't do well. Let's change it. Let's yeah. change what they and they just and also kept a disaster of the of the people that own the properties with everything going on with Warner media and yes. discovery. Yes. That's not helping either. Yeah. I and mean, that's what, that's how we lost Batgirl, you know, but I, I still think Leslie Grace was a, was Leslie Grace's Batgirl, right? Mm-hmm. I think Grace. she was a fine mm-hmm. cast for that part. But yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good w- way to end the DCU. That's why it's, in my opinion, it's weird that Aquaman two didn't come out first, but I guess that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. How but, how well do you think that Gunn's first movie out of the gate, Superman, his Superman movie, will do? I think he'll do okay. 
I think it'll, it'll, be, it'll I think just it'll do. It'll, okay. it'll just be okay. I think it'll be. It. I think it'll do way better in Flash. I think. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it's coming out in twenty twenty five. I think theaters might rebound a little bit better by then as well. Right. And like I said, I think Ezra Miller had a lot to do with the with people not going out. I think that had to do with a lot of the nerds not going out to see this one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I, I, I'm. I would guess it would do somewhere between ninety and one hundred fifty million opening weekend, which I know is not the strongest. If you're looking at movies from like 2017, just keep keep the budget down. Keep the budget down. That's mm-hmm. all you need to do. Make us believe that a man can fly. Yeah, just make it a personal story yeah. and don't go overboard. Um, and that's that's pretty much gun. Gun usually makes movies fairly on the cheaper when it comes to yeah, all his money goes towards the music. It, we all know that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think he's a smart guy, but I, love um, gun. Yeah. I I do think that it will probably underperform, and I hope that they stick with whatever. Because uh, that's why they got to this point. I feel like they have to stick with it for a little bit. Yeah, stick with what this guy says. Because um, I think he's a smart dude. Uh, don't just change right away because it's not there. I mean, the Iron Man didn't just do a billion out the mm-hmm. gate. Like, you had to build to something. So, and, and, give it some time. And what's nice, I think, about the upcoming DCU slate is... I don't... I don't like, I, they share the same universe, but I don't think you have to watch every single one to understand what's coming next, like right. you do with the Marvel films. James Mangold came out recently and was just like, oh, the Swamp Thing is going to be its own thing. It just happens mm-hmm. to take place in the same universe as Batman and stuff like that. So I feel like you're, yes, you will have like interconnecting stories here and there, but I don't think you'll need to watch every single hour of like television content and every single movie. And I think that, I think that will actually help get uh, viewers in and maybe kind of get away uh kind of do away with some of the superhero fatigue going on right now because what's so great about comics are yes they do cross over sometimes but a lot of times they don't and that's what i feel like marvel needs to get back to doing it's mm-hmm. having having the movies do their own stories just yeah they're in the same universe but they don't have to always connect with all right. the other characters and lead up to a big bad all the freaking time but jimmy it's been good um like i said we will be back with almost got them a Podcast about Batman the Animated Series this fall. And we've got some uh, really good episodes coming up. Our next one will be Beware the Great Ghost, which I'm very, very excited about, where we talk about Mr. Adam West returning to the Batman universe back in the 90s. And also, at some point this fall, we are going to tackle Mask of the Phantasm as it celebrates its Yay. 30th anniversary. So, Jimmy, I it's been, it's been great. As always. And let's go off into that dark night. And let's go save some babies with some microwaves. How about that? Let's do it. All right. I think that's a good ending point there. You're still recording, Jimmy. Are you going back in time (laughs) to re-record the ending of this? (laughs) I was trying to make a joke about babies in a microwave. And, like, you know how when you put popcorn in the microwave and, like, when it starts to slow, when you can count to three seconds in between pops, that's when you take it out. Yeah. I was trying to work the babies into that. That's dark. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye.